Welcome to Sweeping the Country one more time and a very special vault edition. And Jimmy, I got to tell you, I'm excited about this one. Oh, I tell you, these guys are understated funny. You know, they're people like Robin Williams, yeah, Billy Crystal, uh, you know, Jerry Seinfeld, others that you, know, you sort of laugh. Jerry Seinfeld is a little bit in this class, but these guys are one of them particularly is not known to be a funny person, right. but he was in one of the most successful sitcoms. This other guy is refusing, or at least he's didn't get paid enough or didn't want, I think he just didn't want to go back to the character. Yeah. But he sure was good the first time around. And that's the character of Niles Crane on Frasier. Yeah, he was great. Uh, Frasier's coming back and he got most of the original people to come back. The dad has passed away. That's so right. Obviously yeah. that's not possible, but he's got a guy out of England that's going to play a role similar, a foil mm -hmm. sort of that David Hyde Pierce did. And I did this interview on the set of the very last Frasier episode. Oh, man. I was there for the very last one. And so this was actually on set with David Hyde Pierce. With my calculations, I think you would have probably been manager of the men's department at Bloomingdale if you'd have <laughs> kept that job. You know, you're, you're almost right, except they fired me. They did fire you. They fired me. I was signed on as Christmas help. This was selling neckties at Bloomingdale's. And I hated it, and I was terrible at it. But then at the end of Christmas, they keep some people on and they let other people go, and they let me go, and I was heartbroken. Just because I thought I was rejected. Did you ever work any other weird jobs on the way to acting? Not so much weird. I was a paralegal uh, in a law firm. for That was my main job uh, mm -hmm. in New York while I was doing theater, and that was a great job because I worked on a case that went on for so long that I'd, I'd get a play and go do it, and then mm -hmm. the play would close, and I'd go back to the law firm, and the case was still going on, so it became my unemployment. Is it getting weird yet? Talking about the end here, as it you know, it's kind of leading up to the last couple of days. I remember working a job when you know something's going to end, and it's it gets odd toward the end there. It's odd. Uh, it is odd. Is actually a really good word for it because it's different things, different days. Sometimes it's very emotional, as you would expect. Sometimes it's completely surreal, uh, and you're simultaneously dealing with the end of this huge chapter of your life and, and, and all of these relationships with crew and cast and everyone, and also looking at the big chasm on the other end and thinking, what the hell is going to happen now? I know. I did a show 18 years, Crook and Chase, and that's how long we did it. And it was, I mean, I, we've been gone now four years, and it's still weird. I mean, it's really? a long still. time. 18's a long time to be doing anything. Yeah. Well, Kels yeah. has been doing this, playing this part 20 years. And we've got people on the crew here who've been here not only through Fraser and Cheers, but back to Laverne and Shirley on the same stage. So, wow. Is that a good thing? I mean, for an actor to play a part that long? I mean, it's good and bad, I guess. I'll tell you, if it's Kelsey Grammer, it's a good thing. Mm -hmm. Because he actually has the resources as an actor to continue surprising you 20 years into a character. He, does, he still makes us laugh. Mm -hmm. uh, and a lot of actors would be phoning it in by year 10, let alone by year 20. But uh, he's got the goods, so we're glad. What's kept you energized? I mean, the writing is excellent. The read through the day, I laughed. I mean, it, it's bright. It's very witty. Yeah. Um, I think, I mean, it's got to start with the writing because no matter how good the actors are, if you have some, you know, piece of crap that you've got to push up a hill, uh, that's going to wear on you. Um, but also, we all spark each other as actors. Everyone is so good. Everyone is so uh, um, surprising in their work that between having these great scripts and then having this incredible rapport as actors. Um, it's like being flying Melendas or something. You really, uh, uh, it's, a, it's always a thrill. Then it must be weird for you to go off and do a movie. In a way, it's fresh 
But you're so comfortable in this environment and safe, I would think. You know, it, it depends on the movie. The last movie I did was a movie that had Ewan McGregor, Renee Zellweger, um, Sarah Paulson and me, and it had the same feeling. Mm -hmm. If you get the right combination of people, you have that great feeling of you can do anything, you can try anything, and uh, you're all mutually supportive. So I've been very lucky, in fact, all along in, in basically having that, that environment. All right, here's a good, here's a hard question to ask, because I know it's a politically hard one to, with NBC over my shoulder. Was there any rival, are there, is there rivalry among sitcoms? As far as one trying to outdo each other in ratings or attention from the network or whatever it is that you judge success and go by. I mean, do you guys feel like, you know, you're competing with the Joneses, or you're only competing in your world? Uh, the answer is yes and no, because there's definitely rivalry, not so much amongst shows that you're on the network with, but obviously, you know, in our years when they put us up against home improvement, or uh, when we were, you know, that kind of rivalry, that inter-network rivalry, you have to pay attention to that, because if your show doesn't get good ratings, it doesn't matter how good it is, they will take it off the air. Um, but mainly, we don't have to worry about that. We do our show, we get these great scripts, and, and it's much more important to us how we solve the problem of any given episode mm -hmm. and let other people worry about uh, the network dynamics. I was going to tension from Mama, I guess, is what I was thinking of. You know, sometimes, you know, being the big kid on the block. I mean, there's only so many shows that can be get the most attention. And I know we're really, we're not speaking to friends here, and I know the press wants to make something out of it, but I didn't know if there was really anything there. Oh, I think, I think it's absolutely true that the press would want to make something out of it, because uh, naturally, you look for a story. And uh, I know we've done press conferences where people have said, well, what do you think about, like, friends getting all this attention? And the thing is, we haven't really thought about it. Now, when you ask us a question and we answer it, then suddenly you have an answer to a question that we weren't really Thinking worried about. So uh, to me, the bottom line is all of those issues, including what our ratings are, what our ratings are this season, all of that will evaporate in three months. By, you know, We end in May. By June, no one will care. Mm -hmm. But the show will be on as long as there's reruns right, and forever. that is unchangeable and you can't you can't fight with that it's a great show and people will be able to refresh their memories about that for years to come i did not watch frazier when it was on nbc what uh, i mean i walked through the room and it was there yeah uh, and i didn't do seinfeld either i was always working at night so i wasn't available to watch sitcoms yeah. and later just a i guess during covid really i somehow got into the deal where every night we were watching Frasier like at the end end of the end of the day yeah and yeah, it yeah. was very good I, I loved them it was well written I look Jimmy forward to seeing them a different one every night and there to me one person wasn't any funnier than anybody else there were episodes that David Hyde Pierce uh was featured yeah, there was sure. Roz and there were you know the dad and the there dad were was great that came in and out and and you had all these other people anyway so Frasier's coming back Probably the end of the year, I think. I'm kind of um, excited about it. Kelsey Grammer's going to do it. All the people are Roz's back. Yeah. The, uh, what? Kelsey Grammer's going to do it then, huh? Yeah, Kelsey Grammer and, and all the original characters except for David Hyde Pierce. And he didn't want to return to that character. I guess he just moved on as an actor. Huh, he made a lot of money doing this, I am sure, and continues to make a lot of money uh, making it. But they say there's some British guy who. Uh, Kelsey Grammer had worked with in London who's going to be great so I, I mean I can't wait I hope it's uh, I hope it's good I 
I'm a late convert. There was a uh, comedy that we were, there's just a lot of Frazier is one. Seinfeld is great. The Larry yeah. Sanders show. It was one that a lot of people just didn't get. They didn't get the Larry Sanders show. Uh, yeah. It was too, I don't know, too hip for the room. I don't know, but it was something. funny. But Frazier was accepted by a wide audience and continues to be. And that's why they're, they're playing with fire, bringing it back. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because it's so beloved. It, it could, was like trying to get fail. Lucy back or, Mash. Any of these things back. Oh so yeah, any we'll of those. See. I think it's written so well. I think it'll do fine. And I think part of the following with that was when they came out of wasn't it Cheers? That was the spinoff from Cheers. Yes, Cheers. So they had an audience already. So I think that kind of helps, especially when Kelsey Grammer was leaving. Yeah, and I was another one. I was always working, and so I didn't watch Cheers. Oh god, I may have seen one or two episodes, maybe somewhere. Yeah, I've never seen Cheers. Oh, so good. It was so funny. I he, mean, I've seen a couple of things. I saw when somebody married somebody. I was not that big of friend a fan of uh whatever his name is who was the star of that ted danson ted danson i like I wasn't i'm not a big ted Danson. you know he's yeah. not really that great to me and and some of the other people i liked norman's i just didn't get into those characters i'm from the south yeah the story about I boston you. i just didn't get into it <laughs> but kelsey Grammer and this role when i watched it in later in life it was pretty damn funny and, yeah and yeah. they deserve to win now this show the next show is a beloved one by not my generation, but a generation oh, married with children. I love that show. Ed O'Neill. It sounds I, like this would probably be your bunch of people that I were watching this. It. I love it. Al Bundy. Now, I knew enough about Al Bundy to talk to Al Bundy, but this is another one of those those shows. I really I knew it was on, mm -hmm. but I never got that much of a chance to get into the character. But he uh He's nothing like the character. Really? I'm... He is definitely an actor. You know, this guy was, he was on the, uh, I think he got, he was an un, uh, what does it call it? Uh, not signed for Pittsburgh Steelers. He was a football oh, player. Gosh. And he actually was, you know, unsigned. A went free on agent. Didn't make right, it, a free agent. Still, big guy. Yeah. You know, he's a big, big dude. He's uh, 6'1". And he went to high school football. He played at Youngstown State. Hmm. Defensive lineman is what he was wow. off season and or practice squad member only, but still, yeah. then he went off and did this and what a great part for him. And I'm oh, sure yeah. it made him a fortune, you know, and he's been, he's done other shows obviously since then, but uh, here's a nice little chat and a rare one. Cause he didn't do a ton of interviews. No. I'm not saying, I don't think he ever did the talk show set or anything else, but here he is Ed O'Neill, AKA, Al Bundy. Is Al Bundy the best and the worst thing that's ever happened to you? For, for sure. Yeah, that's... Because it is a mixed bag, isn't it? Yes. It's very, you know, it's very lucrative and, uh, you know, it put me on the map and all that. And then, of course, there's the downside, which is, you know, you're, as I was saying earlier, you're like Porky Pig, you know. <laughs> Uh, I have to watch this thing almost every day now because the little one in the house sneaks over and watches it. Probably things on there she shouldn't be seeing, but she gets there. And when you look at this guy, if you have to pass a set and see him on camera acting and see the character, do you just shake your head sometime? You know, to be honest with you, I get a kick out of it. And, and a lot of things I do, I don't. But for some reason, uh, the Bundy character, I've always gotten a big kick out of watching it. I, I don't know why. I mean, I don't associate myself with it, maybe, that much, you know. I look at it and I think, what a goon, you know, or what a funny character, what a strange character. Just the way he thinks amuses me. 
So I guess it's sort of a happy combination, you know. Is it kind of fun to put on that hat most of the time? Oh, yeah. Yeah, because he's so crude and so slow-witted, animal-like, you know, very basic, you know. Has the cast as a whole been rather surprised at how big that thing has gotten? Oh, everybody. I mean, you couldn't possibly have imagined that this would... Just you know, a very boutique is, little show here when it started out, basically, on a, oh, on a fourth just, network and everything. It's just a long shot. It's just the shock troops, really, I think, for Fox. You know, I think it was the first assault on the media, or on the, on the beach, you know, to see, you know, we'd be chopped down and then they'd bring in their better shows, but after having gotten some attention with the outrageousness of it, but I don't think anybody thought that it was going to be, you know, we're going to do our 200th episode this year. I think there's only 20 shows in the history of television that have ever shot over 200 episodes. And how much longer? I don't know, you know, we'll get, this is our ninth and we'll probably go 10, and then, and then it's anybody's guess. It's actually anybody's guess after nine. I mean, but nobody's trying to bail out necessarily? No. That's usually what, what happens. Not now. I mean, you know, why now? <laughs> we'll you know. come back when you're 65 and Al Bundy yeah. be a great-grandfather. We'll and still the kids will still be at home. <laughs> That's funny. I had a great time at this movie. I see a lot of crap, but I had a good time at yes, this movie. I did, too, when I saw it. It's just a... It's just a Uplifting, bad news bears, but a little cleaner. But in football, yeah, it has a good look to it. It moves well, I think. It moves along, and uh, I was really happily surprised when I saw it. I mean, I'm surprised in that you know I, you never know what you're going to see when, by the time they put it together. But I really enjoyed it. I was laughing out loud. This movie has a nice heart and a nice soul, and it's funny, and it, you love the characters, and it's just uh, yeah. everything you'd like to see a little movie about. Yeah, exactly. I'm very happy with it. Uh, were you ever a sports person when you were uh, younger? Were you a kid? Were you forced into sports or anything like that? I was never forced into sports, I don't think. Uh, directly, maybe indirectly. You know, your dad always would mm -hmm. like to see you be you know, good. But I think that uh, oh, I played sports all my life, yeah, sure. I'm from Ohio, you know, steel town, and that was, uh, sports were a big thing there. It's kind of amazing how people get into these little league things and take them extremely seriously. Oh, absolutely. It's a Absolutely. serious business in Ohio and Alabama, where I'm oh, from, of course, Tennessee, of course. California, so Texas, is religion. Yeah, people can identify with that, I think. You know, the, the, uh, I <laughs> enjoyed playing the guy, treating the boys as if they were men, you know, and then having the line to say, now when you go home tonight, I want you to brush your little teeth, comb your little hair, and, you know, get ready to <laughs> get out there and rock. Yeah. Is it fun for you to do the physical comedy? I love physical comedy, yeah, and I have always thought that I was that, that was an area where I was better than some other areas, so I enjoy doing it. Because this movie has plenty of that for you. Yes, <laughs> going out the window and all that. <laughs> I did three takes on that, and the, the one take that they kept when I hit the tree and I say, whoa, doctor, was a, <laughs> came from, uh, I think, uh, Mel Allen or Red Barber. One of those two used to say that. Which one said that? You know, you. whoa, doctor. I don't remember that. It was either Mel Allen or Red Barber, you know, when they would hit a home run or something, and I was a kid on the radio. It was Red Barber, thank you. And whoa, so when I hit doctor. the tree, you know, the groin injury, I said, whoa, doctor. Mm. <laughs> and they kept it. Why, I don't know, but it is funny some way. 
But I think this is, I, I like Dutch. That's a movie that a lot of people I think have seen through home video. I'm not sure it did that great when it was theatrically done, but everybody's no. seen it in home video now and in home yeah. box office. It was a cute movie. I thought it was a better movie than it, than it uh, did well in, for, in terms of money, but I think it was a good little movie. If you're at the airport or at the grocery store or car wash or wherever you just hang out, uh, are people afraid to come up to you or people do or they point or they uh, throw things or what do they do when they see you? <laughs> I fortunately haven't had people throw things uh, unless I refuse them something. <laughs> you know, I don't want to sign this mm -hmm. or something and then it's, oh yeah, you know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but uh, you run the gamut of people. Most people aren't afraid to come up to, to me because I think maybe possibly the character that I play, they feel that, that I'm accessible, you know, that I'm Al. So, uh, You're approachable. I'm approachable, and I don't think people find maybe, say, a De Niro, you know, approachable as, say, Al Bundy, you know. So maybe that's... Is it kind of like a squirming thing when, when you get around that you don't really know how to act? It's a humbling experience, but you, it's how you react to all that. Well, you just do the best you can with it, and it changes from day to day, depending on the mood you're in. You Some know. days you're not in the mood to hear it, though, are you? Some days you don't want to hear it, and then you have to sort of, you know, be careful. And then some days it's, you know, you, you, it depends on if you meet somebody who's a delightful person, it's very nice. Mm -hmm. So it's, you know, it's... But that's quite a load to handle sometimes. I, I'm sure you can understand how other characters before you, I mean, Jackie Gleason, my goodness, what, could, what must he have been like, you know, to have oh, to be like that, well, Martin yeah, Carney of and course. people like that. You know? Well, I mean, I think that it is something to think about. Once you've gotten to where people recognize you from whatever it is you do and almost everywhere you go, then you start to realize that, that anonymity is, is a big thing to give up. And you're walking down the street and you don't always want to be looked at or it's like, hey, that's, you don't like it. I don't, personally, really. I actually never did, but I, I wanted the money. It's part of the territory. <laughs> it's part of the territory. Yes. But could you ever really be in a, imagine being as famous as, say, a president of the United States or no, you know, Michael Jackson or one of those kind of people, no, what that must no. be like? No. Oh, you mean where you have to be isolated and all that I mean, that yeah, because you just really can't hide. That would be, because I have, a, I have had, you know, more than most people, a taste of that in that direction. But uh, no, that would be unbearable. I would not want to live that way. Mm. Nice seeing you. Glad yeah, nice to meet seeing you, you too. Thank you. Tell your daughter I said I hi. I will do that. So funny. He was almost disgusting in the role because he was such a yeah. chauvinistic kind of, you know, pig, but he was funny about it. And you just knew where he was going. I, I don't remember him in any other role, and I know he played many, except for that one. And I loved it. I loved the kids. I loved uh, Peg, uh, the mom. I just thought it, I just thought it was fantastic. He did a great job. As I was young watching that, so it was, it was a great sitcom. But you're not a huge sitcom guy. It went on a, it went on, it went on a long time. Yeah, it did. didn't it? Yeah, it did. It seemed like it did. And reruns too. I mean, they made a lot off the reruns. I'm sure. Oh but yeah, just a great show, funny show. No you know, he is 70, I think, 77, 78, 77 years old and uh, hanging in there, you know. But, man, what a what an two iconic yes. sitcoms. To me, I never really – I'm not a big sitcom guy. I watch zero sitcoms today. Yeah. And I didn't watch that many in the last number of years. I, I did when I was a kid. Yeah. I loved I loved Lucy and Dick oh, Van Dyke. And, yeah, they were great. You know, and Andy Griffith and stuff like that. I yeah. liked – all those as as a as a kid, but I just didn't find most of the other ones very worthy, you know, of of, of my time. But yes, Frasier, 
definitely was a gem. I'm so glad I discovered during COVID because it was badly needed. Yes. And uh, maybe I'll just rediscover married with children, but I know that's a favorite of a lot of people. No doubt about it. And Jimmy, what I love about these vault episodes is just listening to, to Ed right there and knowing that he's nothing like the character. That's all I knew him. I never knew. And so it's great. But you know, everybody's got a little something. Maybe. I mean, there's a little Al Bundy in him somewhere. He wouldn't have been able to find the character. I hate to say it, but I think there's a little Al Bundy in all of us. (laughs) At least the guys anyway. (laughs) Another great vault episode. You can check in with us next week. We'll do it all again right here on sweeping the country until next time. I'm Derek Walker. He is I'm Jimmy Carter. Good day. Good day.